Hello, everybody. I'm Kathy Yang. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. trade deal between the U.S. and China will be finalized and signed soon. That is at least according to U.S. President Donald Trump. But as Ron Cruz tells us, Beijing wants to clear things out first before entering into an agreement with Washington. China exercising caution before agreeing to a trade agreement with the U.S. In a report by Bloomberg, Beijing maintains it wants to hold more trade talks with Washington to make sure all details are ironed out before signing the so-called Phase 1 deal. The U.S. and China concluded their latest trade negotiations last week, where American leader Donald Trump outlined the first phase of the deal that seemed to end the trade dispute between the two countries. Trump even gave more details Sunday. In a series of tweets, Trump said China will immediately start buying large quantities of agricultural products from America. Trump also reiterated he has agreed not to raise U.S. tariffs on Chinese products on October 15th. Despite the pause on a tariff hike on some $250 billion in Chinese goods, plans for another hike on December 15th remain in place. This is why China continues to reiterate its call for Trump to completely scrap the planned hike. Beijing is expected to send a delegation led by Chinese Vice Premier Liu He to finalize a written deal. Analysts now raising concerns over the looming trade agreement between the two countries. Nomura strategist Ting Lu said the near-term deal did little to suggest the two sides had bridged fundamental differences on trade. Moody's Investor Service agrees, saying a limited U.S.-China deal won't resolve underlying areas of disagreement between the two sides. It sees a potential deal as a temporary de-escalation in tensions. Ron Cruz, ABS-CBN News. The British government's priority is to leave the European Union on October 31st. That statement from Queen Elizabeth herself setting out UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson's program for a country deeply divided over Brexit. Several bills were also dedicated to criminal justice as Johnson continues to make law and order a central plank of his pitch to the public. But it's fairly unlikely any of these bills will see the light of day in this parliament due to the Brexit agenda. My lords and members of the House of Commons, my government's priority has always been to secure the United Kingdom's departure from the European Union on the 31st of October. My government intends to work towards a new partnership with the European Union based on free trade and friendly cooperation. The EU and the UK are currently trying to thrash out a last-minute departure deal ahead of a two-day EU summit starting Thursday, October 17. Amid negotiations, Irish Foreign Minister Simon Coveney says a deal between both sides is possible, perhaps even this way, but that there is still a lot of details to be worked out. Ireland has been the toughest issue in the Brexit talks, specifically how to prevent the British province of Northern Ireland from becoming a backdoor into the EU's markets without having border controls. Well, I mean, I 
the message I would give is that we need to be cautious. Uh, this is not an easy job. Uh, we've spent three years trying to get a uh, an agreement between the two sides that have made progress at different times, but certainly the last number of months have been difficult. Um, uh, so I think, you know, as my uh, Taoiseach has said, uh, a deal is possible, and it's possible this month. It may even be possible this week, um, but we're not there yet. Uh, and as, as Michel Barnier said yesterday, there's still a lot of work to do. Um, so I hope uh, that we can make more progress today. Now, markets here in Asia also cheered news of a partial trade deal between the U.S. and China. As Michelle Long tells us, the positive trade sentiment managed to boost Philippine shares despite today's low volumes. Asian markets jumped on news from the weekend that Washington and Beijing reached a substantial trade deal phase one. Definitely welcome news, especially as more countries are dragged by trade weakness, like Singapore, which narrowly missed a recession. It's central bank easing policy for the first time since 2016. For the day, the Philippine market gaining half a percent to close at 78.84 on very thin trade. The volumes uh, will eventually come, but I, I think uh, we're seeing uh, some stability already. Some optimism about even a partial deal uh, on the uh, trade wars between the U.S. and China. It's uh, better than no deal at all. We're at least a little bit more optimistic on how third-quarter numbers uh, will, uh, will present themselves uh, in, in, you know, in, in the next uh, one or two weeks. In corporate stories, the Ayala Group's energy arm is partnering with Singapore-listed company Yoma Strategic Holdings to invest in renewable energy projects in Myanmar. The two are looking to establish a 50-50 joint venture that will invest at least $30 million into Yoma Micropower and to jointly explore developing around 200 megawatts of additional renewable energy projects in Myanmar. Yoma Holdings owns 35% of Yoma Micropower, while Norfund and IFC hold 30% each. And Metro Pacific, also a big winner for the day, up 2.2% to 5 pesos and 6 centavos apiece. The group disclosed today approval from the Toll Regulatory Board for add-on toll rate for Phase 1 of the R1 Enhancement Project on Segment 1 of the Manila Cavite Toll Expressway Project. While the agency approved the initial toll for the first 2.2 kilometers of Segment 3A1 of C5 Link Expressway, which forms part of the Manila Cavite Toll Expressway. We aren't really expecting third quarter earnings to start rolling in until next month. But air conditioner and refrigerator company Concepcion Industrial went ahead and fired the opening salvo. And so far, the numbers look promising. The group posting a 47% jump on bottom line thanks to a 20% rise in revenue from the July to September period. The company notes, but didn't specify, short-term operational adjustments it had to make given challenges in the recovering market. Michelle Long, ABS-CBN News. Avoidance power leaves nearly 5 billion pesos on the table at the bond market as the Philippine Central Bank continues to lower borrowing costs. As Juan de Guzman tells us, the downtrend has many anticipating more bond sales soon. Aboitis Power listed 7.25 billion pesos in fixed-rate bonds due 2026 at the Philippine Dealing System Monday. It had clearance from the Securities and Exchange Commission to raise up to 12 billion pesos. But Aboitis Power Chief Financial Officer Lisa Montelibano says they feel they can get better deals by next year as the Philippine Central Bank continues to lower borrowing costs. I mean, everyone feels, uh, you know, is this really the bottom of it? It will 
further go down perhaps a little bit. Um, but, you know, th th that being said, I think there's room for us to wait. Aboitis Power has about 9.5 billion pesos left under its 30 billion peso shelf registration, which will expire in June 2020. Montelibano says proceeds from the bond sale will be used to pay down expensive debt and to fund prospective projects, both domestic and international, within five hours air travel from the Philippines. BPI is another company looking to borrow now that rates are more attractive. But the bank's vice president for global markets says the Philippine Central Bank wouldn't want to overdo it. Now with rates at this point um, at manageable levels and still very much appealing to investors, I think that's also why banks are starting to you know, pretty much raise a lot of money. I, I think um, if rates trend lower, it may not be as appealing anymore to the investor. It may force uh, clients now to consider going offshore and maybe also investing in riskier assets. The Banco Central cut key interest rates thrice this year by a total of 75 basis points, ensuring cheaper borrowing costs for Aboitis, BPI, and any other company looking to borrow from the bond market or through loans. BDO Capital President Ed Francisco says the rate cuts have definitely increased business, and he is looking forward to more easing. I think easily another... Maybe another 25, not the 50. The RRR cuts are there. The customers even haven't even really felt it that much. But hopefully that will uh, bring up the interest for people to borrow and to grow. Just last week, Banco Central Governor Benjamin Jokno said the monetary board was likely done cutting interest rates for the year while leaving the door open for further reductions in banks' reserve requirement ratios, which were cut 300 basis points this year. Montelibano does not expect the BSP to cut rates again this year, despite two more Monetary Policy Board meetings set for November and December. But Francisco says his forecast of another cut covers the next few months. Broadsheets also report another board member, Finance Secretary Carlos Dominguez, is still open to further cuts if inflation allows. The Philippine Dealing Exchange expects bond listings of up to 30 billion pesos more before the end of 2019, which would bring the total listings above 300 billion pesos a record high. PDEX President Antonino Nakpil says 2020 should exceed 300 billion again. Francisco says a 10 to 15 percent growth to up to 340 billion pesos is realistic, boosted by lower interest rates and the passage of the Corporate Income Tax and Incentive Rationalization Act. We're, we might have some headwinds from the multinationals, right? But from the corporates in general, because if that means especially that their corporate tax will go down, they'll have more money for investment. So uh, they will probably be more enticed to tap the market. A special forum on Sitira is scheduled before the Senate Tuesday. Warren de Guzman, ABS-CBN News. Manila is set to hold the Philippines-India Business Conclave and the 4th ASEAN-India Business Summit on Saturday, October 19th. This coincides with Indian President Ramnath Kovin's visit to the Philippines this October 17th to 21st in honor of the 70th anniversary of diplomatic relations between both countries. The Business Summit will bring top representatives of companies from Indian industry chambers to interact with their counterparts here and in other ASEAN countries. The agenda includes sessions in agriculture, digital technology, innovation and startups, as well as health. Several business deals are also expected to be signed during the event. Aside from the summit, COVID and Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte are scheduled to hold a bilateral meeting this week.
foreign tourist arrivals in the Philippines jumps 14 percent in the first eight months of the year. Data from the Philippine Tourism Department shows some 5.5 million international visitors enter the country between January and August. South Korea remains the country's top source of foreign tourists. It's followed by China, which posted the highest growth rate among the top visitors, jumping nearly 40 percent to 1.2 million. The Tourism Department attributes the rise in foreign visitors to the government's efforts to revitalize popular tourist destinations and create new ones. They include the rehabilitation of Boracay. The agency is targeting 8.2 million international tourist survivals this year, higher than last year's 7.1 million. The Philippine government remains adamant that there is no transport crisis in the country, saying it is doing its part to solve Metro Manila's perennial traffic problem. As Bruce Rodriguez tells us, the private sector groups have come up with possible ways on decongesting the capital. The jury is still up on whether Manila, which has been declared as the most congested city in Asia, has sunk into a full-blown transport crisis. A left-leaning group wants government officials held accountable for supposedly neglecting commuters' interests. And Nakbayan National Spokesperson Alex Danday says daring them to commute is not enough. We want a solution hindi nakapanguna yung um, interest nila sa profit kesa dun sa service nila sa mamamayan. Kasi actually, yung plano, dapat mag-start siya na sabihin muna nila na mayroong mass transport crisis. But Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte's spokesperson Salvador Panelo still refuses to call the situation a transport crisis. He maintains only a traffic crisis exists since passengers can still board public utility vehicles. Kasi pag sinabi mo transport, the entire system, wala na sana, paralisado na sana. Panelo adds it would take several years to solve the problem, but at least he says government is doing its part. Despite the gridlock, private sector groups are putting more transport solutions at the table. Yeah, urban, urban planner Felino Palafox Jr. says congestion pricing, more affordable housing, and more elevated walkways are among the ways on how Metro Manila can solve its traffic woes. Yes, search traffic management is not enough, adding government must actually increase land density in Metro Manila, especially around business districts. Here we may have to re-educate uh, leaders of business and government. Mm. And more compact cities now uh, should be walkable, livable, sustainable, resilient, and so on. In fact, more compact cities, they have longer uh, lifespan. For the group behind the Livable Cities Challenge, Philippine authorities should prioritize data and technology in coming up with solutions to make cities more livable. Guillermo Luz, chairman of the project, says while city congestion is also seen as a problem, Luz says it can bring advantages if properly managed. We think that people should look at, at data, should do modeling much better, do scenario planning much better, maybe use more visual and, and 3D technology to, to plan things. And I, I think we might arrive at better solutions. The Livable Cities Challenge program aims to help government leaders develop comprehensive solutions to problems in urban areas. Bruce Rodriguez, ABS-CBN News. And that's it for today. This is the podcast edition of Business Nightly. You can watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thank you for joining us.